Good enough. Welcome to this week's edition. Whatever week it happens to be. Uh, it's a little late this week. We're we're we were last week's edition is this week. Hmm. Is this going to be a Twilight Zone episode? It might be because we didn't we didn't make the one on, on Friday, but you know, it's a low budget operation. Very much so. Yeah. As you as you well know, we're uh, we are when they say this is a nonprofit organization. We're sure right about that. Yes. Matter of fact, there are there are people in the food bank who would be better off than we are. I just, I just. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's new in the land of left coast? Well, we we've gotten rid of our uh, subnormal temperatures back to a kind of a normal uh, 10, 12 degrees rain. So, yeah, it's it's coming back to its as it should be. Well, we had some snow here a couple of days ago, about four inches, whatever that is in millimeters, and it disappeared two days later, and it's uh, 12, 12 Celsius at the moment. Wow. So, but it's supposed to get out of minus four, so what's that, 20, 26 or 24 Fahrenheit on uh, in a couple of days. So winter is here. It's coming. Climate yeah. changes. There is climate change called weather. Yes, <clears throat> some places in the world there's four seasons, and some places there's one. No, the four seasons is a group. We're dating ourselves again. Yeah, we are. Speaking <laughs> of dating ourselves, did you see that thing that the new, the new Beatles uh, song called "Then no. now, or Now and Then"? Yeah, they took AI uh, combined with an old John Lennon cassette tape they made before he went on to the other world. Uh, they put it together with um, with McCartney and, and Ringo Starr, oh. and a new record was released this week. Uh, I have seen that. Yeah, which has the, the Beatles crowd pretty excited. <clears throat> you know, two dead guys on a, on a brand new recording. Well, I guess Natalie Cole can sing with her father. The That's Beatles right. Can- that's right. I forgot. And that's that's some time ago. That's yeah. got to be, what, 20 years ago when they did that. Have to be at least, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there's nothing new under the sun. They have AI, but that that technology, or if you will, that concept is not new. Good it's, one, just, it's just the ability to make things better. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Speaking of nonprofit, I just want to let our viewers and, and listeners know that we have launched our end of the year fundraiser for keeping us on the air and for getting ready for the seventh Border Pole Forum, which has been in, 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 in abeyance for two years. At least. Yeah. Uh, for various reasons. So we're looking forward to doing that, but uh, we're also looking forward to uh, getting uh, this underway, but we need we need to raise some money to keep us on the air and also to uh, get ready for the the forum, which we hope to do next year. Uh, yeah, well, uh, go to oh, sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just going to say uh, we we've been talking about the forum, and hopefully we can get the uh, 
well, the funding we need and uh, some good speakers and, uh, again, listeners out there, the viewers, do you have topics? Do you know somebody who could uh, be a good fit? Let us know. Indeed. Indeed. So there's that. You can you can check out the link to, to our PayPal account uh, on Twitter, or you can also see it on our webpage. So that is... Uh, is uh underway yep. and uh a programming announcement on thursday uh we're going to be uh, having a special edition of the border pole journal with our friend john holland uh in uh in the uk who's the director of programs uh, our technical program area mm -hmm. and he just got back from a week in turkey and he's going to tell us about yeah, uh, pick his brains on that and and uh, get some real world experience from what's going on in that that part of the world. Yeah, so um, that's that should be fun, and we'll have that posted either Thursday or Friday once mm -hmm. post production is done on Rumble. Uh, and uh, if it if it meets the YouTube uh, criteria, we'll post it there as well. By the way, just for uh, interest of our viewers. All our stuff is unedited, goes on to Rumble. If you watch it on YouTube, there's no guarantee that uh, the AI at YouTube doesn't either not carry it or cuts it up. So um, we're, we're focusing our priority on making sure that it's on Rumble first and then on YouTube uh, because YouTube is uh, practicing its, uh, its prerogative and so are we. So, uh, that uh, today we're just having a shorter version of our of our usual broadcast, but we were we were talking in in uh, pre-production about some of the issues that are of interest to to us. Sometimes they're way up there in the international arena, and sometimes they're at the national level. Yeah. In fact, uh, this this particular episode of our podcast is about local government uh, and why it's probably more likely to be something that impacts on you daily rather than senior levels of government. Uh, Which really has an impact about every four years when they have to call an election. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, when you think about what happens to your daily life uh, as, a, as a homeowner or as a resident of a community, the mayor... And, and his uh, entourage, town council, whatever, usually has a lot more impact on what you do mm -hmm. uh, and how much it costs you than your MP in, in, in at the national level and here in Canada, your MP in Ottawa or even your provincial uh, uh, member of parliament uh, because they're so far up the, the food chain that there's very little impact that individual citizens have with them uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. But uh, the reason it's interesting here is because in, in this community that I live in, we're in the middle of a, a controversy over the extension of something as simple as a sewer system. And uh, part of that uh, extension impacts on the ability of the ratepayers in this community to pay for that extension. And why is this extension being built? Because land developers uh, are building houses in, in the community uh, or tend to, and they need to have the infrastructure. 
And the infrastructure usually gets paid by developers. Well, in, in the community that I live in, the town council and its wisdom thought they should pick up a, a significant portion of that uh, cost, uh, except that us lowly ratepayers in this little community I live in say, so hold the phone here. We're already getting suckered for a lot of money for other mm, projects that you borrowed money on and we have to pay back over a 20-year period. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and it's been jumping in costs from year to year exponentially, I would say, uh, in yeah. some cases. And then uh, with the rising interest rates that we're all facing, this more than doubles uh, the, the whack uh, on on these expenditures. And so for lowly ratepayers uh, have now suddenly decided, no, 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 we're going to question this uh, business of the improvements to our infrastructure so that developers can build houses. Uh, but you, you, you know, you've had a similar situation out in, in BC. We do, yeah, yeah. Where we have a mayor that ran on a bunch of things, but the the mayor then decided, well, I think was it within the first week of being elected, decided that they were going to change from uh, one police force to another, and uh, we're now into the fifth year of this transition, and uh, we we've had the uh, the provincial government. To make an edict overturning the recent uh, wishes of the local population uh, and saying you can't go back and we're going to fix it because we're going to rewrite the legislation in this case the uh, the police act to, to say that once the decision's made that's it so I, I guess it goes back to what you're saying before we, we've got an inverse kind of relationship you have the voting that matters the most to you right here that affects you the most that is not uh, well attended right you get you know in our last election i think we were lucky if we got 30 percent of the eligible voters out to uh <laughs> to vote people in to to make change and then we complain about it uh, but we get way more turnout at a federal level or a provincial level where your vote really well, I won't say is meaningless, but it, it doesn't have the same impact as if you went out and voted at a, at a local municipal level. Um, I guess conundrum of politics, voter apathy. I don't know. Yeah, but you know the the impact of local uh, politicians on your day to day life is is actually much more as as you know, uh, illustrated by your, your story in, in, in Vancouver, um, that, uh, you know, we don't pay attention to things. You know, we think that a, that a town council is uh, less of an interest in a prime minister and all the entourage that, that goes with that, or, or a governor of a state or what have you, for American viewers. It's that actually, it's, it's good to talk about them, and and, and there's certainly mm. we do have lots to say about how they're managing or mismanaging things. But the actual impact, dollars and cents in your day to day life, from garbage pickup to water services to schools that uh, are are needing to be repaired, and bus service and all that, is that really impacts you far more than than the 
the more uh, uh, higher elevation, shall we say, government. Yeah. Levels. yeah. Well, I think it brings, <clears throat> you're right, with, with infrastructure, things that are going on. Uh, <clears throat> we just have <clears throat> way, way, way too much that goes on, and, and we don't think about it, I guess. You know, it, it, we complain if the roads have potholes in them. <clears throat> But we don't complain. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do that with we tend to look at you know the stories of the world. I mean, obviously, in the international arena, we have enormous challenges with the wars, with the economy, with the the social upheavals. I mean, here we are where we're in, you and I both were in poppies because this is Remembrance Week and Remembrance uh, Remembrance Day is on the eleventh. Yet uh, at the moment, there's so many people who are who are challenging you know the historical significance of a remembrance day uh and trying to and shifting towards uh, uh more more uh contemporary issues uh, uh with, with protesters and whatever uh saying well remembrance day well you know that that's something you're talking about that took place uh and ended 80 years or more ago uh so you know we the, the traditions of of the past seem to be lost to the to the media of today, which wants instant uh, reporting on on obviously very important issues. But if you forget your past, you're going to continue to do the same thing in the future. And mm-hmm. so that's an old adage, of course. But uh, we do have uh, again series of of. Uh, of, of issues that some things we can have some impact on others we have no impact on we can talk about and, and challenge uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the international issues but our impact well, pretty remote yeah. on the other hand with uh, something local I mean I just had the pleasure of talking to the, the counselor in the ward uh, in the community I live in and uh, she's, uh, you know, very uh, positive and and uh, is doing, a, a, you know, what I consider to be, a, you know, yeoman's work on behalf of ratepayers. Uh, I raise the same issue with the next level of government through an email, and I'm still waiting for a response. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I won't, I can't take it to the to the federal level because, you know, the sewer going in front of my house has nothing to do with the prime minister's office. But you know what? Uh, they they all seem to want to take money out of my pocket. Well, was it Thomas Sewell, the great American uh, philosopher, who said three things a politician is concerned about? The first is getting elected, the second is getting reelected, and the third, which is way down the list, is what bothers and concerns you. And that's right. you know, it sounds rather harsh, perhaps, to say, but you know, it sure. Sure, it's seeming that way to me. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and you were, and mm-hmm. as, as you've said often, there's, I mean, this is a real truism. There's only one taxpayer, mm-hmm. only one wallet you can pull money out of. You know? And unfortunately, that one wallet is uh, it seems to be hitting what's called the middle class, and that middle class, which used to be a very big mass of people, is is slowly shrinking. Yeah. Well, well, I, I see very many going up. I see a lot more people going down to the lower middle class. But you know, what happens when that middle class disappears altogether? 
Well, in 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 this country, I don't think you have to wait very long for that. I don't want to be, you know, to go too deep in a pessimistic view of this, but I think the, it's it's a to use another a cliche. It's an endangered species. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and what is a middle class anyway? In 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 you know relative terms, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like everything else in today's society. It's got a movable goalpost. It means what the politicians want it to mean. And if it means that you still have a dollar in your pocket, that <clears throat> they they haven't done their job properly because you still have a dollar in your pocket. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of jokes that go on about what's what's a, a politician at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Good start. Okay. Uh, but you know you can throw in some lawyers in there. You can. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of that can be in that uh, in that depth of water. But uh, anyway, intended. sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, just just as a matter of uh, you know, interest, it was you know clear that we tend to look at the big picture from thirty thousand feet up but have yeah. little impact we really need to look at in a, in, a, in a much narrower focus if we're if we're to do anything within our communities so anyway that just came home for me the last couple of weeks as we're locally dealing with this uh this issue of sewers uh, yeah which, which you know, <clears throat> i do not think i think, really I think about you're right though tommy you take that thirty thousand foot level which is fine uh to get a perspective and to uh Think on things, ponder, pontificate, whatever you want to do. But we always forget that. Uh, do you remember the? Uh, I can't remember what it is the U.S. Geological Society that did the uh, the Landsat project back in the seventies, where they sent the satellite up and it took forty square mile pictures of every place on Earth and stitched them all together. So they had this massive, wonderful thing of. 40 square mile pictures all knitted together. But what everybody forgot was, was that you could actually drill down. And I'm sure now that if they put something up, you would be able to go down and, you know, count the number of hairs on a head. But uh, back in the 1970s, they could actually drill down and, and you would be able to see people. You wouldn't be able to identify the people, but you would see the people. Uh, and, you know, you forget that kind of stuff, even from a 30,000 foot view, uh, you can still take the time to go in and find out what's, what's of interest, you know, what really is at the bottom of the Grand Canyon? Well, you know, if you have the money or the wherewithal, you can go down there and you can drive, or you can take a tour and do it yourself, or you can go to, you know, some product like Google and drill down on their maps and find out what's there. Um, is it the fact that we've lost interest? Is it the fact that we really don't care? Are we just over inundated with? I don't know. Well, I think inundation of information, knowledge of various sorts. Uh, certainly, the science has, you know, inundated us with facts and 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 postulations and 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 uh, various positions. Uh, I mean the the post-pandemic time shows us clearly that we were given lots of information 
during that era, just a scant two, three years ago. And now we discover a lot of that was yeah, not exactly. And this is where we get into the YouTube might not like this part that, uh, you know, we were as a population conned on a lot of things because we didn't know better. Um, and and now yeah. some of that stuff is uh, proving to be challenging for some politicians and some. Well, I think you're right on that. And I think part of that goes with the, uh, the naivety that we had that people could be trusted and the people empowered kind of knew what was better for us. And, and perhaps now we're finding out that in reality, they're really no better than we are at this. You know, That's I don't, right. I don't think we're shapeshifters or, or uh, time travelers, you know, but. Well, a lot of, uh, uh, but there's now the new nomenclature, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. I don't know what other three letters you can put in front of information these days. But, you know, we were inundated with a lot of information. Some of it turns out to be incorrect. Some of it turns out to be half-baked. Some of it turned out to be correct. But mm -hmm. all in all, uh, it wasn't the horrendous thing that we were we were scared into. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things were, were decided upon based on that uh, outflow of of uh, information through a, a very compliant media, by the way, who who uh, never really questioned anything. Uh, yeah. Now uh, again, well, in hindsight, you're going, what? Where were they? Now all of a sudden, you know, there's all this, uh, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, or or I would say, uh, uh, suddenly the realization, well, oh, some people lied to us. No kidding. Okay. Well, okay. That's. <laughs> Well, that goes back to the old uh, yeah, hindsight is a twenty twenty science. Yes, but we've been doing it for years with with an individual called Nostradamus. <laughs> he wrote <laughs> yes. these things, yeah. and now we've got people who are getting PhDs interpreting his writings based on what's happened in the past. And you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a strange, strange world. Well, and I don't know how much we've learned because in the last uh, couple of weeks, we've had some, you know, serious international geopolitical issues taking place. And, uh, you know, coming back to these, the poppy thing, uh, we have we have a whole subset of people in, in the West now who have decided that it's okay to challenge the traditions of fair play and legalities uh, when when you think your gang is being uh, uh, hard done by. So here I'm going to come out and say that no, when when the uh, Hamas attack on Israel took place, everybody was aghast. And after a week, when the response from the Israelis was, you know, we're going to go look after these terrorists. Now everyone is double aghast. And it's almost as if the media never really prepared folks for what's known as war. You know, war is a, is a nasty bit of business. And so like here, you know, we, we, we went from being totally shocked with what happened on October 7th and within a week, 
uh, now all that's forgotten and we're now totally shocked that uh, there are literally thousands of people getting killed in in in, in the Gaza for what well yeah like for what i think you could say that with any war or conflict or anything else it's it's all for what maybe it's one of those things where we should go and start looking at uh, what they used to do in the the old crime series <laughs> follow the money trail <laughs> let's find out who's benefiting here and yeah well it's suspicious to me that uh this this barbaric uh, uh terrorist attack on Israel took place exactly when things weren't going well in, in Ukraine. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you have after three weeks after that, I should say, a week after that, the media suddenly forgets what happened that precipitated this thing. And now they're only talking about what is going on as uh, one, as the Israelis basically go hunting for the, for the, perpetrators of that terrorist attack and and yes you see these these absolutely mind-blowing pictures of children and, and women you know like i think you're up to ten thousand almost now casualties with deaths in 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 the gaza uh and you cannot help but be uh, concerned with mm -hmm. that yeah. that, uh, that casualty but you know mm -hmm. But you cannot say that there wasn't a cause and effect here. You know, it's this is this is really very very uh, difficult to get one's head around. Uh, but two wrongs don't make a right. No, no. You know, it kind of reminds me of a, a kid that goes out to the backyard with a stick to bat around at a hornet's nest, knowing full well that I might get stung. Yeah, and until. They actually get stung they don't realize that it hurts <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and the thing that is uh beyond uh, all the demonstrations uh, that are taking place pro-palestinian demonstrations in cities london paris toronto washington i mean tremendous numbers of of young people are coming out and and uh demonstrating uh, uh, rather vociferously and violently in some cases uh, but there's no, there is absolutely no um, excuse given for for the rise in anti-Semitism or, or firebombing synagogues or all this stuff. So you know, I, the Western world uh, has got to figure out how it's going to deal with the issue in the Western world of of uh, Arab uh, and Middle East sentiments and how they're going to be able to act like Solomon between uh, the, the Islamic world uh, and, and the, uh, and, and the uh, Jewish uh, people, you know, who one, one, one side is, is hell-bent on, on uh, destruction of the other. Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how, you know, it, it's, there's going to have to be some draconian things done and some sides will have to be taken on this. And right now, I think none of the folks who are the architects of this mess have any solutions any more than we do, by the way. Uh, no. No. It goes back to, I think, some of the years ago or what, some months ago when we were talking about that and, and uh, 
we're into plan A and it soon sounds like plan B is going to have to be adopted. And we hope that they have a plan B and knowing if they're going to plan B, we sure as hell hope they got a plan C also. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's clear that uh, no one has any strategic idea of how to solve this problem. Uh, it's one that's about a thousand years old, I might add in that neck of the woods. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, there's not, I don't know, I guess I'm a little pessimistic about how this is all going to turn out for all the parties. You know, uh, you know the, uh, the talk of, of eliminating one side or the other is just absurd. Mm -hmm. Canada, you will not get, uh, you will not liquidate either side, as they say in, in some of these hist history books. There, This is something that the Palestinians and the Israelis are going to have to work out among themselves. How that gets worked out, I don't know. And I really don't think it requires any outside interference. This is part of, I think, part of the problem is that there's a whole bunch of folks backing uh, <clears throat> either side, for that matter, that are, are sticking their nose into someone else's business. I think this really is something that those folks have to figure yeah. out. Yeah. And how we deal with the the, the people who've, who've uh, you know, come to you know, Western society and then want to change Western society to meet where they came from, that's a whole other issue, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, that's, that's right up border poles alley. Uh, but we'll have, we'll put that on for another, another broadcast about, yeah. how, you know, yeah. deal with, with that issue. Uh, apart from that, we're. Uh, Living day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what can I tell you here? Used to be something called "I'm living the dream," but I really I can't tell you what the dream is anymore. Well, sometimes <laughs> the dream is a nightmare. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, uh, you know we are living in, in times that defy so much logic that it's absurd. Yeah, did you see the one about the? The cars, uh, Toyota's decided, not Toyota, I'm sorry, Honda's decided not to make any EVs because the president said, there's, we can't sell these things. So a big outfit like Toyota goes, no EVs, we're going to go to hybrids at best and build more, more ice cars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes there is a glimmer of hope that some adult in the room comes towards and says, okay, now we've had our fun, kids. Uh, it's time now to get yeah, down. Pick up this mess before somebody gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, that, that was kind of a, a bit of good news this week from, from the automotive industry. I understand that the uh, uh, trucking industry has more or less said, no, we're not interested in electric trucks. It's not going to happen. Do you know what a battery for electric truck weighs? 40,000 pounds. <laughs> Well, it read something uh, the other day on it, and, and it's something that I, I will admit I probably should have known or should have thought about. But all of our parking garages have been engineered and structured on a weight of a car, a uh, gasoline car. Yeah, ice car. Internal combustion engine. Come on, get with the... the yeah, whatever you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> But now you put all of, you know, you, you you could fit, let's say, 40 cars, ice cars into one of these uh, garages. 
but now with uh, the electric batteries, we can only fit 30. Ah. Because of the weight difference. Physics. The structure. So, I, I, you know, it's, it's again, it's like we were talking about before. A 40,000-foot view, well, it's a parking structure. I'll park my car, which is okay for 40 normal cars, but we now have 35 cars and, and uh, five electrics, and that puts it over the stress value. No, no one thought about that. No, well, there's a lot of things that we're finding out that people don't think about, but it's kind of kind of reminds me sometimes about lemmings. <laughs> Going over the edge? You would think after the first couple drop that everybody would stop and think, maybe this isn't a good idea, but... <laughs> well, okay. there you go. All right. Well, look, just to wrap it up for people uh, the, from the Border Poll membership uh, crowd, we will have a special broadcast with uh, John Hall mm -hmm. on Thursday to talk about uh, sort of the issues that revolve around human mobility and uh, the situation in the ball. What is it with the, the what's Turkey? The Turkey is in the um, what's going to say Balkans, but that's, I guess it would be the Balkans. Yeah, it's around there, yeah. Yeah, Baltic is in, in north in Estonia, mm -hmm. in, in the Balkan area, and, and what uh, is actually going on uh, there. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, apart from that, uh, we're happy to see everybody to uh, hit the like button, hit the mm -hmm. subscribe button, take a look at our uh, website, which uh, will include our new uh, uh, fundraiser uh, link. And uh, we'll see you all back here on Thursday. Absolutely. A treat himself. I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Bob. Till then. Ciao. Talk to you soon. Okay.